Thank you. We appreciate you. We glorify you, Father. How great thou art. How great thou art, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I glorify you. I glorify your holy name, Yehovah. In Yeshua's mighty name, we pray. I just feel strongly in my heart that we need to pray that the light of Elohim will blaze upon our soul. Let's open our mouth and say, Father, let your light blaze upon my soul, in our hearts and soul. The world is here to penetrate. The world is here to fully govern our soul. There are still contradictions. There are still arguments. There are still pretension. There are still strongholds. Paul talks about the high things that rise against the knowledge of our Elohim. Mm -hmm. Let's ask Jehovah. I know where I am. You know where you are. Elohim, would you by your mercy today cause your light to blaze upon every soul? Would you cause your light to shine upon every mind? And Every mindset, belief systems, ways of thinking, ways of speaking, every way of life that exists to change. That you have brought me into. Bible says when they left Egypt and they faced challenges, many of them wanted to return back to Egypt. The mindset that draws you back will be a lifetime journey, a lifetime battle. To either return to Egypt or press on in the uncertainties, press on with the mysteries, press on with God. And I'm going to pray over. We don't want to be like a man who consistently took the about returning back to Egypt when they face trouble. It is written that the word of God fell on their soil. 
if the word falls on the right soil, it will germinate and bring fruits and bear fruits. But the word falls on stones and rocky places. It is man who is more than quickly steals the word. And there are those who hold me, the case of the word, the difference of riches, persecution, choked word, and it never profits. I pray your word will profit in us, Father. That we will not just be hearers only of your word, but we shall be doers of your word. We shall be implementers of your word. That we will implement the vitality of your word. Who will live at your word is, is not change. That will be for us a time when we love your word to find expression in and through over. Asking that you will remove from us. I bless you, Father, because you will heal our sicknesses. You will build your gifts to be impacted, anointing impacted. There will be an awakening, an activation once again. I thank you, Jehovah. In Yeshua's mighty name, we pray. Amen. I want to welcome also the House of Israel, Lagos, Nigeria. And it's such a blessing that we us to be an evangelistic our vision is to be an equipping network. And today we'll be examining something so important, and I, I believe that our heart is ready to receive this vital word. And may this very word change strength in somebody. And may this very word help you gain clear direction of God's plan and purpose for your life. Turn with me to Psalm 78. We'll be reading Psalm 78 together. Psalm 78. It's a long reading, but if we will allow the things we read here get deep down into us, I believe Psalm 78 has a message for us. Psalm 78. Psalm 78, from verse 1. Give ear, O my people, to my law. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable, I will utter dark sayings of hold told us. We will not hide them from, our, from their children, showing to the generation to come the praises of Jehovah and his strength and his wonderful work that a testimony in Jacob, in Israel, which he commanded our fathers that they should make them known to their children that the generation to come might know them even the children which should be born who should arise and declare them to their children verse 6 that the generation to come might know them 
even the children which should be born, who should arise and declare them to their children. Seven, that they might set their hope in Elohim and not forget the works of Elohim, but keep his commandments. Verse 8. And might not be as their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation that set not their hearts aright, and whose spirit was not steadfast with Elohim. Verse 9. The children of Ephraim, being armed and carrying bows, turned back in the day of battle, and refused, verse and refused to walk in his law, and for and forgot his works and his wonders that he had shown them. Marvelous things did he in the sight of their fathers, in the land of Egypt, in the field of Zoan. He divided the sea and caused them to pass through, and he made the waters to stand as an heap. In the daytime also he held them with a cloud, and all the night with a light of fire. He cleaved the rock in the wilderness and gave them drink as out of great depths. Verse 16. He brought streams out of the rocks and caused water to run down like rivers. Verse 17. And they sinned yet more against him by provoking the Most High in the wilderness. And they tempted for their lust. Yea, they spake against Elohim. They said, Can Elohim furnish a table in the wilderness? 20. Behold, he smote the rock that the waters gushed out, and the streams overflowed. Can he give bread also? Can he provide flesh for his people? Therefore, Jehovah heard this and was wrought. So a fire was kindled against Jacob, and anger also came up against Israel. Because they believed not in Elohim and trusted not in his salvation. Though he had commanded the clouds from above and opened the doors of heaven. And had rained down manna upon them to eat and had given them of the corn of heaven. 25. Man did eat angels food. He sent them meat to the food. He caused an east wind to blow in the in the heaven, and by his power he brought in the south wind. He rained flesh also upon them as dust, and feathered fowl like as the sand of the sea, and he and he let it fall in the midst of their camp, around about their habitations. Verse twenty nine. So they did eat and were filled. For he gave them their own desire. Verse 30. They were, they were estranged from their lust. But why their meat was in their mouth. The wrath of God 
came upon them and slew the fathers of them and smote down the chosen men of Israel. They sin still and believed not for his wondrous works. Therefore, their days did he consume in vanity and their years in trouble. Therefore, and he slew them that they sought him. Then they sought him. And they returned and inquired early after God. And they remembered that God was their rock and the high God their redeemer. Nevertheless, they did flatter him with their mouths and they lied unto him with their tongue. For their heart was not right with him. Neither were they steadfast in his covenant. Verse 8. But he, being full of compassion, forgave their iniquity and destroyed them not. Yea, many times turned he his anger away and did not stir up his all his wrath. For he remembered that they were but flesh, a wind that passeth away and cometh not again. How often did they provoke him in the wilderness and grieved him in the desert? Yea, they turned back and tempted Elohim and limited the Holy One of Israel. I'm going to stop here for a while. Today's message is titled Limiting God. Limiting the Holy One of Israel. And this is a very strong word I heard this morning. It came so strong to me, I had to just go online and bring a browser word, limiting God. Because they limited God. To limit is to make one or make someone unable to act. Act in you, through you, to the fullest of their own capacity. When we say there's a limitation, in a place or there's a limitation in a person's life or there's a limitation of expression we are saying that a lead a blockage a restriction have been placed in that place but the word limiting god should be a word that is impossible because why we should be able to say why well, god cannot be limited by man Indeed, it should be that truth that God cannot be limited by man. Why is God? But here stands our scriptures to us when we are told that they limited the Holy One of Israel. How can man limit God? That's so powerful. That means God is all-powerful, and his people are also powerful. Because anyone who can limit God is powerful. Has, no, no, not powerful, has some power. He has some power. The Elohim intends to express his will, his order, his power, his grace, and where he finds limitation, 
that his people have the ability to limit him or to prevent him to act in their lives. And the context of this limitation is what we are reading all through Psalm 78. It begins with the, it begins by telling us to give ear, oh my people, to the law, to incline our ears to the word of his mouth. It speaks about laws of God, his commandments. It shows us about that this commandment of God has to be perpetuated generation to generation. So in other words, we need to be in an environment where we are consistently renewing our mind because it is possible to forget God. And I always speak about a new season of change and transition. You can forget God. You can forget his great works and his goodness, and yet somewhere deep down in you, you refuse to agree. And this is a challenge if you astray many people. This is their own battle. The battle is they, their battle here for them lies with the fact that their heart is not right to God. Because the whole limiting God is diagnosed in Psalm 78 verse 8. It says, and might not be as their fathers. That the purpose why he wants us to translate, transcribe, to teach, to impart the instructions of God, his testimonies, to keep his news alive in our home. Our children can forget if we don't keep the news of God alive life in a home if all we talk about is social media all we talk about is politics sport games and everything are trouble and trials is of god if all we talk about is an evil evil out there demons out there if all we talk about is all demonic all evil we grow up believing that oh you know what evil is all powerful and there's no god because why our kids we go out one day and come back home and say, Mommy, something wrong happened in school. Why would God allow this happen to Jimmy? Why would God allow this happen to Rachel? Why would God allow this happen to Daniel? So our children can be God in this world. Now being exposed more to the works of the evil one, and we are not broadcasting and telling them and showing them the great works of God. The assignment for Israel's leadership was for the people to constantly hear, know, recite testimonies, recite the precept of God. Now, that was everything God has done in the past had to be recorded. Ordered, documented how it passes, the more you are causing your heart to be a right with God. Because what your heart can shift. You know, even not only the state of my heart, or I don't know the state of your own heart, but we may be together. People may be together shouting hallelujah. 
praise God and praying together. And they call themselves prayer warriors. We pray together, thinking we are believing God for great things, but in the heart of that other person, he's not believing God. He's doubting God. He's in apostasy. He's just lingering around. He's just trying. He's just guessing. The, the, the reality of Elohim is not yet impressed in his heart. So the challenge for us as people is that this is a deep issue. It's a serious matter on ground. It's a serious matter. It's crucial. It's a life or death issue. Israel's rejection of Elohim's testimony was a serious issue because they are, because Elohim wanted them to set their hopes in their to set their hopes in him and not forget the works of God. That was Psalm, Psalm 78, verse 7 tells us that they might set their hope in God. That they might set their hope in God. Think about you, you today. If you begin to set your hope in God, your life will change. Your health will change. Your business will change. Your finance will change. Everything about you will change the instant where you begin to set your hope in God. Not set your hope in government or set your hope in things because I hope. A lot of time we've got to look again. Is my hope deeply rooted in Elohim? And how you respond when people bring negative news to you reveals where you set your hope. How you respond or react to evil report determines where you, you have set your hope. The, the need for us to imbibe, memorize, and allow the spirit of Elohim him shine his light in our soul is so that we might be a people who, who have our hope set in Elohim. Because why says in verse 7 and not forget the works of God and not forget the works of God? Can the works of God be forgotten? Can my unbelief be because I've forgotten the works of God? And this for them, there are two categories of people. There are those who have forgotten the works of God. There are those who have never seen the works of God. So there was two generations. The first generation of Israelites, when they left Egypt from their bondage, they saw the works of God. And there was a generation that did not see the works of God, but they will lean upon the testimony of their fathers who will tell them the works of God. And by telling them the works of God, they will now begin to respond in obedience to the commandment and they can now see the works of God themselves. If as a father I have seen the works of God, God wants me to tell my children about the works of God I've seen. So that will make them, they themselves, lean upon my Elohim, seek after my own God, not my denomination, not my church, not my ministry, because why? We want people to, to follow our ministry, to follow our denomination, to follow our church, but they don't know our God. The key for Israel is to instruct sons and daughters so they may set their hope in God and not forget the works of God. What is the works of God? You have forgotten. What is the works of God we're yet to see? See, when you see the works of God, you, you stood that night with Moses, the day the rest he parted. 
And as you read through this, this, this verse, Psalm 78, you will see the manifold works of God display. It says, men ate the food of angels. He caused water to gush out of the rock. So here's, here's one category. The people who, who forgot the works of God, but kept not his commandments. Because once you forget his works, then you are surely going to walk away from his commandment. You're not going to keep his commandment. Verse 8. And might, and might not. And might not. And might not be. This is a strong word. And might not be as their fathers. A stubborn and rebellious generation. A generation that set not, not steadfast with God. What generation are we? May we not be the generation that God will tell our children not to be like. <laughs> See, don't be like don't be like your fathers. Because they were supposed to set the example or set or set a benchmark, but they, you know what? The heart was not right. So don't be like them. So who we did not be like they, they need to not be you know, look at the commandments so they can be you know, set their own standards. God says, Don't be like your fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation. And this is the challenge we face today, this evening. And that's why, as we deal with this, deal, deal with this daily every one of us must begin to understand there's a there is an issue on ground is an issue of the stubbornness of your hearts the rebellion of your hearts that refuses it to fully align with elohim And once your heart is fighting against you, keeping you from fully aligning with Elohim, you have, you, you have a problem. You're going to have a problem. You're going to have a problem. And, and what would the problem? What would the problem look like? Look at verse verse nine. Help me read verse nine. Psalm seventy-eight, verse nine. Psalm seventy-eight, verse nine. Yeah. The children of Ephraim armed bold Arcus. Turned back in the day of battle. Turned back in the day of battle. Verse they, 10. They did not guide the covenant of Elohim. They did not guide the covenant of Elohim. And they refused to walk in his Torah. And they refused to walk in his Torah. Now, oh yeah, now, now, and go on. And they forgot his deeds. They forgot his works. And it's wonders. Thank you. Now look at this. Look at look at the consequence. The consequence of a rebellious heart that refuses to be steadfast to your Elohim. You're refusing, you're rejecting holding firm to your Elohim. So once you're not holding firm to your Elohim, because the goal tonight is for us to say, Yes, I'm gonna hold firm to my God. I have an, I'm going to hold firm to my God. That's the goal tonight. To hold firm to your God in this season of change. 
If you are not holding firm to your God, you will be like children of Ephraim, being armed. In other words, when warfare came, Ephraimites took up arms, spare, javelin. They took on all of the natural and outward apparatus of warfare. They wore it. They were gallantly dressed and gallantly prepared. They were carrying bows. The Bible says when they faced war, they were prepared in the natural and the outward, but they were not prepared in the, on the inside. That's why many of us, we look that way. We look so prepared, so anointed on the outward. We look so holy on the outward. We look so, we look so godly on the outward. We are like the children of Ephraim who being armed and carrying bows, but yet they turn back in the day of battle. Because why? The preparation for spiritual warfare is spiritual, is internal. What was the challenge with these people? They kept not the covenant of God. So say, look at these saints. Keeping the covenant of God is an inner preparation for your victory. It is the first thing. The children of Ephraim were busy taking on arms, preparing on outwardly, but the inside, they were not prepared. They kept not the covenant of God and refused to walk in his law. So when you say, when you reject his law, when you reject his instruction, and when you refuse to walk or keep the covenant of your Elohim, you may be armed or look prepared, but when you hit the road, says you will turn back in the day of trouble. How prepared are you, saints? They turn back in a day of battle. In a day of battle, the day of battle reveals your inner preparation. And what must we begin to do in this season? We must begin to keep the covenant of God. We must begin to walk in His law. So when you begin to walk in His law, you walk in His law. You keep His covenant. You're preparing yourself. You prepare yourself for strength that no arm or bows you carry can ever offer you. And the symptoms here is that they forgot his works. Because when you're not abiding in the covenant of your God and walking in his law, then you forget his works and his wonders. That he has shown and once you are not remembering when you don't remember his wonders and works then you can't expect a miracle so when battle faces you you doubt when man tells you there's no way you believe them so you believe the testimony of man over the testimony of the of elohim when you forget the works of god verse 12 says marvelous things elohim did in the sight of their fathers the land of Egypt, in the field of Zoan, he divided, look at the works of God, he divided the sea and caused them to pass through and he made waters to stand as a heap. 
who hears this testimony tell me my brother tell me my sister if you don't tell your children oh arela you know what last night as we were about crossing the red sea we were about we were walking and we met the sea and then god caused the sea to stand still it stood still as a heap your child will hear that testimony i say your god did that hmm. says also wait my daughter in the daylight also he led us with a cloud these are the things you are telling your children about your god said so he god led us with a cloud and all the lights all, and all the night with a pillar of fire. These are the works of God. You are telling your children the works of God. And that's not all. So you tell them, he cleared the rocks in the wilderness and gave them drink. He gave, he gave us water out of a great depth. You mean the, the rock brought forth water? Yes. Oh, that's not all. He also brought streams out of the rocks and caused water to run from the, and caused water to run like rivers are you serious how can you have experienced such a marvelous deeds of god and yet still have your heart against god have your heart not steadfast towards that god towards that elohim who has shown you that great works Verse 17 says, and they sinned yet more against him by provoking the most high in the wilderness. 18. And they tempted God in their heart by asking meat for their lust. Yet they speak against God. They said, Can God furnish a table in the wilderness? Behold, he smote the rock that the waters gush out and the streams overflow. Can he give bread also? Can he provide flesh for his people? Therefore, he overheard this and was wrought angry. So a fire was kindled against Jacob, and, a, and, a, and anger also came up against Israel because they believed not in God and trusted not in his salvation. Though he had commanded the clouds from above and opened the doors of heaven and had, and had rained down manna upon them to eat. And given them of corn of the corn of heaven, man did eat angels' food. He sent them meat to the food. Saying, What is this supposed to do to us? These works of God we read in scriptures today for us as people today. What is the works of God doing in you? How are you reacting or responding to the works of God? As long as unbelief, unbelief is not resisted, unbelief is not challenged, unbelief is not confronted, our life can never fully express the beauty of the glory of our Elohim. We permit doubts to go unchallenged. We tolerate smallness. <laughs> you know, sometimes you know, I was challenged. A friend of mine sent me a figure. I think I have it on my status. That is two billion.
she wrote two billion five hundred million no two billion five hundred million in a figure she asked me what is this because it was two zero 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 five zero to a figure and she, she she saw that figure in a vision that god wanted to give her that that money but she did not know what how much it is how what it is but she knows it in figure so the money came out as two billion five hundred million dollars and instantly i asked her i said do you have this money now he said not yet but i'm going to have it because the work god is asking me to do requires it and i told her okay out of the two billion five hundred thousand five hundred million just give me ten million and later on as i look at the figure and i ask myself in many ways i've limited god i'm talking 10 million when the figure you see you see everyone of us must you must look at your own issue look at this this generation they saw the oneness of god this is this is where we are you must diagnose your own situation and fix yourself with the word of god That instant, I heard God say, limiting, that when this word came, limiting God. And quickly, I, I began to browse to find where scriptures mention this issue. And I began to see Psalm 78. The works of God. The works of God are displayed. Without scriptures, the sun is the works of God. The moon, the lake, the ocean. If you look around today, you'll see the works of God. They are supposed to build your faith for big things. Just one son, time in memoria, has not lost quality, focus, death. It has not lost its function. See, Elohim is calling you and I to break the limitation. Remove the limitation. There are restrictions in you. You must find them in this season of change. Limitation. Some of us, if we hear $100 million, it's like, how can I even have $100 million? It's too much. Some of us, have we've agreed to just live around 10 pence, $20. At least, if ever God can do something for you, it's a thousand dollars. If ever God can do something big for you, if God does a million, you've never even come to a point where God can give you resources, finance you up to that kind of figure that you don't even know the name for it. I'm telling you, this is a this is a figure. Someone tells me, please, I don't know the name for this. I was the one that checked and found this is two billion five hundred million. That's the name for it. And when I saw that, I'm saying, oh, in all of these, I just want 10 million. I mean, this, this one it could be incomprehensible. It's beyond, it's beyond. Just give me a part of it. But God is not, God is not that way. So many times we don't just want to enter that place where we have no name for the blessing. 
the blessing that you have no room to contain. Many of us don't even want that one. We say, God, if it's a blessing, I have no room to contain. Don't give me the blessing. Just give me a small part. I don't want to struggle or stretch myself to have a blessing. I have no room to contain. I want your smallness. Give me something small. Just give me a job. Just give me, just give me a job. Just give me a small house. Just give me a small car. I can't stretch myself to see your great works. I have no time to begin to believe scriptures because Deuteronomy 28, 1 to 13 tells us that God is calling us to that realm of the inexpressible. See, he will open the heavens, the storehouse of his bounty. The heavens will bring you ready season. You shall lend to nations and not borrow. You shall be the head only and not beneath. Many of us, that, that place is not just where we want. Just say, God, just open a small place. Not that place where I lend to nations, lend to nations and not borrow. How real is that? How real can my life be? Can that, can, can that actually be a reality? And once we begin to conceive this kind of thought, we are doing what? We are limiting God. Stop limiting Jehovah. Stop limiting Jehovah. If Elohim tells me, just like, just like the project we are embarking on right now, when God told us so, there is time to, to get lands and to build for the ministry that the ministry has given us is not supposed to be in a rented apartment rented place that he's called us to fulfill his word by doing mighty things and then i'm like what do we need i said oh at least to get two plots of land is six thousand dollars or to I'm, I'm like okay how will people feel about giving six thousand dollars who even has a six thousand dollars to give Okay, why not make the figure more smaller so people can contain it? So sometimes, because you don't want to tell people what God is saying, or God is saying, give it, God is saying, give. This is what it, this is what the vision requires. It requires ten thousand dollars. But you feel that sounds so high. I don't want to scare people away. Let's just make it so small for people. Unknown to you, either God provides you, provides to the people you know already who are available or God will provide through the raving or God will provide through a widow somewhere or God will make provision from sources or places you don't even know about. The challenge for us as leaders is to remove the lid of limitation. If God takes it, a vision would take a billion dollars to accomplish don't come announcing you know what i i, I don't know I, I don't want to announce a billion dollar i don't know how they would take it i don't know if they will, if they will believe it so let me not make them let me not call the billion so i won't scare people let me just you know what guys i i know you have no job i know you guys are struggling i know you guys are taking tickets more i know you guys are in debt i know you guys are sick so let you know what what god just needs is for you to give ten ten dollars five five dollars 10, 10 naira at least until we are until you are until we accumulate it long enough to do what God says to be done. Because of the limitation people live around day by day, our language, our language of limitation. So we want to speak that language to people why people understand the language of limitation. They love it spoken, they love it said. 
Even in our offering, we want to give within the realms of limitation. Even though Paul tells us that God loves a cheerful giver, that he that sows sparingly will reap sparingly, and he that sows bountifully will reap bountifully. We see it daily, and yet we sow sparingly. If you are in your senses, or you are in your right mind, and you see a verse that tells you, he that sows bountifully, reaps bountifully, meaning if I give more, I get more. If I give small, I get small. Then why do we still give small? And still expect big. I can't give, I can't grow beyond the measure of my seed. I've not sown a seed of a million dollars, a seed of a seed of one thousand dollars, and yet I'm expecting a miracle of that capacity. Many of the highest gifts seed will sown is. 10,000 naira. Elohim wants us to sow bountifully so we can reap bountifully. But the reason why we sow sparingly who walk in a limitation will appreciate the gospel of limitation. That is why people give little, why they are held back in limitation. The challenge for us today is not to allow the world fly into our ears and fly out and say, yes, it's my season of change and a time of transition and you go to sleep. It's your season of change, a time of transition. The way out for us now is to begin to remove limitations, address limitations, limitations in our thinking, in our beliefs, limitations, in the way we process our realities. If our hearts are not set on Jehovah, if our hope is not in Him, we are limited. If your hope is not in Jehovah, you will be limited. Now what it says in Psalm 78, verse 7, that they might set their hope in God. If a man sets his hope in God, he will never bow to limitation. But once your hope is still in God, you will walk in limitation. Why? You, you, you will regard your ability, your capability, and you will see your potential in the light of what is humanly possible. But once your hope is in Elohim, you can dream more, you can rise more, you can dream big, knowing that Elohim will fix the need. He will fix the challenge. He will make a way. Your hope is in him. But if your hope is in man, in the, in, the, in the arm of flesh, you will consider your background, consider your skin color, consider your job, consider your family status, and then this consideration will now limit you from executing great visions for the kingdom. So if God gives you a $100 billion dream, be careful of gathering people around you who just want a paycheck to live by and by. Who will stifle that dream? Who will choke that dream? Who will tell you, how? who are you to dream like this? People from this city don't dream this way. Those with your qualification don't have such. Stay in this lowness. Stay in this smallness. So Elohim is saying to us to remove the lead of limitation. Because why? 
in scriptures, we can begin to discover the great works of God. I love the great works of God. Now, turn with me to Psalm 78. Psalm 78, verse 40 to 41. Psalm 78, verse 40 to 41. Psalm 78, 40 to 41. How often did they provoke him in the wilderness and grieve him in the desert? How often? How often are we provoking him? How often did they provoke him? When you have no consideration for his works, you provoke him. Verse 41. Yea, they turned back and tempted Elohim and limited they limited the Holy One of Israel. They limited. They put God in a box. They put their God in a tube. You know what? And it's so interesting if you put a plant, a plant in a small a plant that has the power to become a mighty, a mighty tree. And you put this plant in a small place, a small bottle, a small bucket, a small rubber, and you begin to water this plant, that this plant will automatically take the shape of its environment. Now, if you take lions out of their natural habitation and you put them in zoos, you confine them, you program them to go against their, their instinct, natural instinct, that you can actually take Elohim out of his mightiness and put him in a box. And you tell him, this is how far you can go. The way people treat their idols. They control their idols. They tell their idols what to say, how far their idols can go. They began to formulate Elohim with a mindset of an idol. That's how you limit God. You give him no room for his mightiness. No room to interfere. No room to correct. No room to instruct in your life. Have you and I failed in this place? We have placed a lead on him. We have placed a lead on him. And tell him, this is how far you can go in my life. Many of us, you can only, you have limited him enough that you go, God only heals you of headaches. He doesn't go beyond that. God can only provide your daily bread. He doesn't go beyond that. He can give you that which extends beyond your daily bread to that which you need to advance kingdom. How far God has done so far in your life is how far you have permitted him. How far God has done so far in your life is how far you have permitted him. This your life, what you are, is not a demon or Satan or, your, or, or your, the sins of your fathers. What you are, where you are right now is a product and a function of your permission. You are 
you are a sum total of your permission. How far God has given to you, how much you received tonight so far as you trace back your life backward. He's how much you have believed he can do. How much you have believed he can do and how much you have confined him to do. Many of us have we have imprisoned God. Our God is imprisoned. He's an imprisoned Elohim who he has been imprisoned so far. And we only go knock on this in his prison door and say, Oh God, you prison our God with my God was in prison. Just give me bread, and it dishes you bread from the prison. You knock at the prison door, you have placed your God. So your God is imprisoned. They limit God by imprisoning your God. Your God is imprisoned, your God is in chains. Your God is restricted. Your God cannot move. Eyes but can't see. Ears but can't hear. An imprisoned God is a God limited. Verse 42. They remembered not his what? His hand. Nor the day when he delivered them from the enemy. Forgetfulness is another problem. When you don't remember his hand, his hand speaks of his mighty intervention. That God is active in our life daily. Can you see it? Don't wake up. You know, we wake up feeling, you know, today is going to be so boring. Today is going to be so stressful. Today I have this to do, that to do. I'm so tired. And when you've made those declarations, we are saying God is not involved. But can we wake up each day and say, yes, God is involved in my, in my day. And God will supply me with strength. And God will supply me with energy. And God will supply me with ability to go through today as a victor, as a triumphant army of the kingdom. Have you forgotten his hand? So they remember not his hand, his involvement. His hand speaks of his involvement. You can disinvolve God from your life. I say, God is not involved in my life, and my life is just but a natural consequence of day-to-day -day happenings of life, and you never see the supernatural involvement of God in your life. And that itself is a dangerous place to be. So here we see in verse 44, and and had turned their rivers into blood. No, verse, verse 43 tells us, and how he wrought his signs in Egypt and his wonders in the field of Zuan, and had turned their rivers into blood and their floods they, had, they could not drink. Verse 45, he sent divers sort of flies among them, which devoured them, and frogs which destroyed them. He gave also their increase unto caterpillar and their labor unto the locusts. He destroyed their vines with hail and their sycamore trees with frost. He gave up their cattle also to the hail and their flocks to hot thunderbolt. He cast upon them the fierceness of his anger, wrath, and indignation, and trouble by sending evil angels among them. He made a way to his he made a way to his anger. He spared not their soul from death, but gave their life over to the pestilence, and smote all the firstborn in Egypt the chief of their strength in the tabernacles of Ham. And he made his own people go forth like sheep 
and guided them in the wilderness like a flock. He led them on, safe, on safely so that they feared not, but the sea, but the sea overwhelmed their enemies. And he brought them to the border of his sanctuary, even to his mountain, which, he right, which his right hand had purchased. He cast out the hidden also before them, and he divided them an inheritance by line, and made the tribes of Israel to dwell in their tents. Verse 56, Yet they tempted and provoked the Most High Elohim, and kept not his testimonies, but turned back and dealt unfaithfully like their fathers. They were, they were turned aside like a deceitful bull, for they provoked him to anger with their high places and removed him and moved him to jealousy with their graven image. When Elohim heard this, he was wroth and greatly abhorred Israel, so they so that he forsook the tabernacle of Shiloh, the tent which he placed among men. Verse 61. And delivered his strength into captivity and his glory into the enemy's hand. He gave his people over also unto the sword and was wrought with his pestilence. The fire consumed their young men and their maidens were not given to marriage. You see? Can you see, can you see verse 63? The consequence of living God is that the fire consumed their young men and their ladies, their women, could not marry. 64. Their priests fell by the sword and their widows made no lamentation. Crisis. Verse 65. Then Jehovah awake as one out of sleep and like a mighty man that shouted by reason of wine. And he smote his enemy in the hinder part. He put them to a perpetual reproach. Moreover, he refused the tabernacle of Joseph and chose not the tribe of Ephraim, but chose the tribe of Judah, the Mount Zion, which he loved. And he built his sanctuary like high places, like the earth which he had established forever. He chose David also his servant. And took him from the sheepfolds, from following the eels, great with young, he brought him to feed Jacob, his people, and Israel, his inheritance. So he fed them according to the integrity of his heart and guided them by the skillfulness of his hands. Hallelujah. This is such an amazing verse of scripture, Psalm 78. Psalm 78, such an amazing blessing that you can spend time in this portion of scriptures and it will bless you strengthen you and it will also call you to account of how you have lived your life with your Elohim. I love us to pray right now in this time of transition. In this time of transition. Letting God rule and reign in our lives. Letting him have his full expression through me and through you. Lift your voice to us and say, Father, I repent of my unbelief. I repent of the limitations I have placed upon you, the restrictions I have placed on you, the things you can do, but I have been unwilling to let you do. There are things you can do. There are things you want to do, but you have not done them yet, not because you are unable, but because we have limited you and we have constrained you from doing it. Our unbelief can constrain you, 
Our fears can constrain you. Our wrong theology can constrain you. The errors we have believed can constrain you. Our disobedience can constrain you. There are ways we have, we have resisted you and kept you from functioning. It could be in the belief systems we receive from childhood. The things that hinders us from accurately living the higher life, thought process, the things Paul calls strongholds of the mind, their pretensions and arguments and high things that exalt itself against the knowledge of Elohim, the things that keep us too small and hold us back in a spot. We pray that Jehovah will be able to design the fears, design areas where we have limited Elohim. And Elohim, we pray you will en enable us to begin to imagine great things as we meditate upon the great works you did for our fathers, the great works you wrought in Egypt, the works in the desert, the works you wrought in Messiah, the works you wrought in the apostles. As we go through scriptures and, and meditate upon the stories, the histories of scriptures, that our hearts will be changed and then we begin to say, yes, this can be done in my life too. This can happen through me too. I can believe almighty things. We believe also because they believed. We have the same spirit of faith. The psalmist says, according as it is written, I believe, therefore have I spoken. So we also believe and therefore speak. We pray for faith to make great declarations and boldness to declare mighty things. Says the Lord is my helper. What can man do to me? Therefore I boldly declare the Lord is my helper. Grant us boldness to declare mighty things. Help us, Yehovah, not to be like the children of Ephraim who were armed with bows, but they turned back on the day of battle. Why? They kept not the covenant of Elohim. They refused to walk in his laws. Yehovah, in this season, for me personally, I, I know you're doing some a deep work in me in this, in this direction. Mighty things are expected of us. Help us not fall short. Mighty victories lay ahead. Help us not fade away. Enable us. Strengthen us. Help us partner with you. Partner with your spirits. Partner with the angels. For great things and mighty things. Help us not measure the finance of the kingdom by the pockets of the people. Help us look beyond the pockets of men and to look at the treasures of heaven to execute the dreams and the plans you have for each life. Each life we are committed and sent to touch. Resource the vision. Resource the dream. Raise men. Do what only you can do as we teach this message. Let those who hear the message we teach, let them run with it. Send those whose hearts you are waking to this message. Help us not labor on the wrong people. Help us not by invest in those whose hearts are locked and closed to the message you have given to us, Jehovah. For many who, whatever state they are in right now, as this word gets to them, let someone say, yes, that is a word. Yes, that's a message for me. Yes. Somebody will hear the word and say, yes, yes. It sounds like me. Psalm 78 sounds like me. Somewhere within me, I look like these people. I look like this generation who keep resisting and rebelling against God. That looks like me. And some will find themselves in this picture and then they will see the need to repent and ask for the help of Jehovah. Jehovah, will you help me? 
overcome this situation I face daily. I keep resisting you. I keep limiting you. How can I overcome this? And then light will break out and someone will be instructed on ways to break away from the lead of limitation and smallness. I pray that giants will emerge from among us by the word of Jehovah. I thank you, Father, for answering that prayer tonight. And as we meet again on Shabbat, I pray, Jehovah, you will cause us to assemble in your mightiness, in your presence, in your glory, in your fervency, and in your anointing. Let my ears be open to receive fresh words for your people. Let your heart burn and yearn and be prepared to receive the word you've given. And let someone who is expectant of the word receive a definite miracle that will forever magnify their life and change their whole circumstance forever. In Yeshua's mighty name, we pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thanks for being a part of our discipleship training 101 today. We've examined a very fantastic teaching titled Limiting Yehovah. Limiting Yehovah. I believe somebody will bow their heads wherever they, they may be and say, Father, yes, it sounds like me. And then something will be going to happen in your life and the limitations will be broken and then you will see in your own time the wonderful works of Yehovah in Yeshua's name. Also, a few announcements before we go. 10 a.m. on Saturday is our Shabbat Holy Convocation Service. We look forward to having you, our friends and partners. Please share, share our page, share the broadcast, host watch parties, invite someone, tell someone about the ministry. Our Facebook page is House of Israel, Nigeria. So please like our page and invite someone to be a part of our page. And also you can subscribe to our YouTube channel, Ndubusi AK, subscribe to our YouTube channel so you can get up-to-date videos and teachings that will bless you and also uh websites take a take a time and then go on our website we have amazing podcasts we are uploading podcasts well we want to make the word of jehovah accessible to people jehovah has called us to the, the internet ministry to publicize his message through audio through social media through the television through radio through every means possible we are we are, we are extending ourselves. We are making ourselves available for such a time as this. So please check out our podcast. Our podcast, we are, we are on Spotify. We are on Anchor FM. We are on RSS. And we are on various... We are, we are also on... There's a new podcast we are on also. We are on various reputable, well-known podcast channels. So please also subscribe and be a part of our podcast so you can get up-to-date teachings audio teachings our teachings will come in weekly and daily so they are they are podcasts that will inspire that, that will inspire you strengthen you and encourage you and impart in you deep strength and wisdom so we want to help you so as you're listening as you're cooking you're listening you're washing dishes you're washing cars whatever you're doing just just tune in to our podcast and hear live transforming message that will forever change your life and so i'm going to give us an opportunity to give an offering and to support house of israel lagos we have different things we are pursuing and right now we are working on our website and then we are still tickling here and there improving this and that and then making sure we have robust resources robust information teaching articles videos that will help you and then inspire your life and change your life forever and also please 
we are working with a new software to broadcast our teaching, to broadcast our, our disciple training, and to broadcast our Shabbat service. So we're still perfecting, I believe, before now to Shabbat, would have fully perfected the use of the new software. So it will also help us to be able to, you're able to get the visual, visual. So the software issues are still on, but we will perfect it now to Shabbat. So everything will be fully perfected, and then you will be able to enjoy the quality of our broadcast. And we love you. And also, Jehovah has placed in our heart the vision to buy lands, to buy lands and to build. Right now, as a ministry, we we operate from a rentage, a space where we a rentage where we pay yearly rentage, and the the amount we pay for a rentage, if saved and gathered, we can own lands, and then build. And Elohim placed in my heart in my heart this vision long ago. And after as times of prayer, the times of prayer, I began to receive a deeper knowledge of the Spirit. Saint Jehovah saying, House of Israel, Lagos, you must move away from rentage. You must own lands. It is a covenant right for his sons to own their own property. It's a covenant right. Elohim's people should begin to dream and think big and own lands. So, and that's what we're looking at. And when we acquire minimum three plots of land, and each of this land costs about $2,500. So got a plot of land, $2,500 to $3,000. So, so for you, as you hear this message, don't say, uh, you know what, I, I, I'm broke, I, I don't have. No, don't limit God. Elohim can do more than what you ask or think. And we are believing that through this message, the lead of limitation is taken away. And people will see the vital need for this ministry to move into its own place. And the land we are going to acquire will help us build House of Israel, Nigeria Worship Center, ministry office, the mission house. We'll also have a studio. We'll also have an orphanage center. And also we'll build a mission accommodation apartment for our international guests. For those who want to visit Nigeria or Africa, Nigeria specifically, if Elohim is saying come to Nigeria, when you're coming, you don't have to spend a dime on, on hotels. House of Israel, Lagos is a home. So we're going to put in place a home where our family can meet with us and worship with us in this place called home. And that is what we want to see done in this season of change and transition. So please go on our website and read more about House of Israel, Lagos building project building project and you can also you discover ways to give whatever the advice laying in your heart pray about this with us pray about this with us house of israel lagos building project is a deep need of the hour and because you have spoken it he will perform it and i believe he will perform it the lands be gotten and and, and why we get a land also we need our, our family and friends to give the expertise if you if you're into whatever skill you have you're, you're a builder yeah you can come down to nigeria and, and give us your architectural skill you know we have people among us who have architectural skill a builder you can come down and build there are ways you can there are ways you can now utilize this avenue as a mission avenue to build and to advance kingdom so you can come down and build come down so we don't have to spend spend so much on 
on concrete or blocks or cement. Uh, we have our people in the U.S. who use woods, sticks to build, and there are, there are other cheaper ways to build. So we, we, we are looking at expertise and, you know, looking at, so you, you, you find ways you can function, find ways you can, you can use this avenue to travel, avenue to see this as a mission time. The time is short and we've got to get this thing done. I believe this will be a time of change and indeed a season of transition. He prayed for us. We are, we are, we are at it. We are the first job. We must, we must preach the gospel of the kingdom. So in the absence of any other announcement, so I look forward to have, I, I, I declare over blessings over you. And I speak that as we receive an offering right now, for those somebody listening and watching right now, I pray for you that Jehovah will finance your life. And as you go on the website to study more about the House of Israel building project, that Jehovah will build for you. As you build for him, he'll build for you. As you hear this word and the spirit tells you, yes, you can give a thousand dollars. Yes, you can give that two thousand five hundred dollars. Yes, you can give that six thousand dollars. Yes, this, yes, get them more plots. Okay, they ask for six three plots, give them four plots. The, the more land they have, the more they can do. Give them more, support more. Let some, somebody who is listening right now receive a surprise miracle money. You may, you may say, yes, I want to do this, but I don't have a job. I don't even know where the money will come from. May someone listening right now experience a miracle finance. May money be, come from heaven and get to your hands. May men fall upon themselves to bless you. May you be richly blessed and express abundance as you partner with this kingdom in gospel advancement. Right now, go on PayPal and cash app and give your offering and donation through our cash app and our PayPal. And you can see them on the screen. Use the information on the screen to locate our cash app and our PayPal. So I look forward to seeing you this coming Shabbat for a time of blessings. We love you and stay blessed. Shalom.